Hi, everyone. Good evening. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us tonight for this very, very special event. Uh, we are so, so grateful on behalf of the Office of Alumni Relations here at Drexel that all of you could be with us tonight, but that we have our amazing guests, Deacon Peter McKenney and Dr. Christopher Drum and Franchise with us to do a la live podcast recording. Um, these guys are going to take off, so soak them up tonight. Uh, they're going to do a live recording. We are going to have a Q&A session after, so don't hesitate to jump in, ask questions. We'll have some mingling afterwards. Please, please silence your cell phones now because we are recording this. <laughs> are you the brother? You're, you're a great entourage. Um, and, and stick with us and enjoy this entire evening. We are so, so grateful. Um, and I'm going to toss it off to Franchise. It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, and they talking everything from poop to the pope. One believes in spiritual miracles, the other believes in moving bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack, but don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel. Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching. Pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Holla. Today on Doc and the Deacon, we're going to talk about cravings because uh, we got a live show and uh, Drexel Medical Students what? chose that topic. That's crazy. You know, I have to tell you that I think they did that on purpose because the spread had me craving a lot of stuff. There's like chocolate caramel and this lager cheese dip with bacon. I mean, as your doctor, we often get into this issue. I understand. Right. But I have a really good cholesterol count. Yes. So I can eat the bacon, but I'm supposed to stay away from the sweets. Uh, I think we have more issues than that. <laughs> In preparing for this episode, you know, like I love the research idea. And sometimes it comes to you naturally. I go to pick up my before your little girl. I go to pick her up from school the other day. And I was like, oh, how was her day? And guess what they said? She pooped her pants? Well, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't the issue, right? I mean, um, oh, she did pretty good, but she ate a little bit of sand. And I was like, well, how much sand? And they're like, I don't know, like two handfuls of sand. Oh my gosh, she could be on that show, uh, Strange Addictions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right? Like we literally were in researching this, we watched that show. I, I was like, oh, let me find this. And there was a lady who eats rocks. Like legit, and she has this one bank that she goes to where she loves the texture of the rocks and she pulls off the side of the road and she like bites them and chews them. She's like, mm, that's pretty earthy. <laughs> what? Like she was described, she's like a sommelier. Well, it was nuts. So it's actually a thing. Pica is a real thing where you crave non-nutritive foods. And there's a lot of people that eat things that aren't food. There actually is, it's now a diagnosis in the uh, DSM-5 of 2013. Now you actually have to eat. Okay, hold on, hold on. What's the DSM-5? The Diagnostic Statistical Manual. As we all use for all uh, these Dominic psychiatric... was going to say that before you said it. Dominic was getting ready to shout <laughs> it out. And so 
I love it because you have to have these criteria to have a diagnosis. So you actually have to eat inanimate objects for over four weeks. Over four weeks. Okay. Yes. Yes. It needs to be not. That's good because you can't. I, I think it's important to have criteria because that means if I just go eat a pillow right now and it's only once, it's a one-time thing. I don't hit. I don't fit the scale. I don't have to worry about anything, right? I mean, if you started eating the pillow again, I'm going to have to rearrange your medications. Okay. But you also, it has to be not consistent with like the cultural practices. Like there's certain areas where like eating some dirt is a good thing or, or you religious people with all of your, hey, we should eat this or that, but actually not getting any nutrients out of it. We're not cannibals because we eat the body of Christ at, at communion, right? That's really just a piece of bread. Have you actually ever like craved, I want one of those wafers. If I could have a wafer right now. Just one wafer. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, before Easter every year, I try to do this fast like uh, along Jesus's story. And I'm, I'm awful at fasting, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I'm Tyrone, the, the guy serving food was like walking away from the deacon. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be near that guy anymore. We're gonna run out. They haven't gotten famous yet. Right? Right, we're spending a lot of money. Slow it down. Slow it down. But yeah, like I, I try to fast for the weekend from the crucifixion to the restaurant. So it's like, I try to fast from Friday night until Sunday morning. It's not even really a long fast. Ooh, you know what? You should do the beer fast. I'll try the food fast for one day. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> but it's difficult. And I would imagine that, uh, that on that Sunday, oftentimes I'm like craving that I can't wait till communion. Yeah. Wow. It's like the, the body of Christ. I'm like, I know it's given for me. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, um, so pica actually comes from the Latin term magpie. Do you know what a magpie is? Isn't that one of those? Uh, that's a dirt pie. It's like. No, it's, it's a bird. Oh. It's a bird. It's the mud pie that they make in the ground. That's not uh, No, no, no. But these birds basically eat anything. Okay. And that's where they got the term for, for uh, a pica. And the most common thing that people, especially in America, eat is, uh, is ice. You know, like. No, 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 no. Ice, ice, baby? That's right. And there's also. <laughs> Jugafi, where people eat dirt. And there were some thoughts that eating dirt would help prevent, uh, you know, stomach toxins. Oh. You know, is my, there, are there chemicals in dirt that would, that would do that? Sometimes, but there's also things you don't want in dirt, right? Like dirt can have some magnesium and can have some calcium, but I don't recommend eating dirt. Actually, pica is more common in some areas that have lower socioeconomic uh, levels. And, um, you know, eating ice, it's one of those where I've been asking people about it. And a, a lady told me recently, and she goes, you know, Sonic has the best ice. Oh yeah, they got the little rabbit. For two dollars, you can get a whole thing of ice. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was kind of kidding, <laughs> right? And then I was like, how do you like your ice? Cubed, crushed, and uh, and uh, yeah, she liked it crushed. I'm I'm a cubed guy. So so doesn't no. I mean, I like cubes if I'm gonna drink something like like a nice uh, tequila or something. I want a big cube so it's not gonna melt and water it down. But other than that, I want like big like chunks crunchy little things. But what is ice? Like, so if somebody's craving ice, yeah. does it tell you anything about like what's going on with them medically? Well, at times, uh, yes. Because um, I always thought that was like an old wives tale. Yeah, rarely do you give me a good lead and I appreciate that one. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, yeah. here's, I mean, um, oh, can you catch, I'm gonna toss you, I'm gonna toss you a well. Can you catch the well? I mean, I am not Nelson Aguilar, I can catch. Right. <laughs> and so eating ice often is from iron deficiency anemia. 
right? So iron deficiency anemia can be because you're losing blood through your GI system. It can okay. be because you have celiac disease. It can be from rare dietary issues. But often, for some reason, people that iron, have iron deficiency anemia uh, crave ice. Now, what would you, you said? So they have they would eat ice often. Describe what it is. Is there a definition of often? Is it like once a day, twice a day? Is no. there an amount of ice you have to eat? No. So it doesn't fall on the scale of the, the DSM-5. <laughs> it's not subject to the same rules. Yeah. If you're eating, like, if you finish a drink okay. and you eat your ice, you're cool. You're safe. If you that's decide, good. like, hey, I'm done with work. I'm going to go to Sonic and get some ice. That's the new criteria. <laughs> okay. Take that, DSM-5. <laughs> right? But uh, you are right. My Strange Addiction is fantastic. It is a show, if you're ever feeling worried about your life, or your family that you should watch for a few minutes. There was a lady who ate her couch cushions. And there was a lady who was eating ash. And there was a lady who was eating. He said, ash. You don't have to cut that out. Ash. Ash Wednesday. That's right. And so <laughs> I have a game for you. This is, this is a spot where we would say, Tucker, take this out. Like, cause when we record, you know, when we record in the basement and we're going through this stuff, oftentimes, you know, we'll say things and we're always worried about like a couple of things. Like, cause number one, we, me losing my job. How do we keep his job? <laughs> That's number one, two, yes. three, four, and five. Yeah. Cause he pays my bills too. <laughs> yes. Um, I am actually a doctor during the day. Um, but so my PhD, right? I am not a PhD. Stop okay. it with that PhD thing. I um, mean, I appreciate all of you, but, but uh, um, so one of these people on the show ate toilet paper, but she wouldn't call it toilet paper. She was like, I eat tissue. I want to be a lady. That's toilet paper. She's like, no, I eat tissue. So it would be one at a time. And she would put it on there. And uh, was it like, the, and she used to call it tissue. Was I it the tissue. two ply with the aloe? Oh, she had the two ply, but she broke them off to not waste them. So she would get each slice by itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I have, uh, I've got a quick game for you. Okay. It's a Mary F. Kill. We like to play games. This is one of the games that we, we play know what often. Mary, if you don't know what Mary F. Kill is, don't look it up. Don't worry about it. So to the deacon. It's very Christian. Dirt, paint chips, and cigarette ash. Oh, that's all. Can I just jump? No. <laughs> like, okay. No. I actually uh, know the right answer. Oh, there's always a right answer. Yeah. I never seem to get the right answer. No. All right, so Mary, Mary, because if I want to be with it for a long time, I'm going to go with the dirt. because That's correct. There's going to be less stuff. Um, what was the second one? Paint chips and cigarette ash. And we're talking paint chips after 1979, because lead oh, was so paint no, chips no, until yeah, yeah, yeah. 1979. That's good enough. So you can check and see what time your house was born, built. And also, I was born in 1979. Oh, that, what a great year. Yeah. I, my wife was also born in 1979. Holla, um, baby. Uh, so I'm going to say I would, uh, I would make appropriate love with the paint chips and ash and would then die. I would kill the ash. So there's actually risks to eating um, rocks. There is actually a risk to eating toilet paper. You can get what's called a bezoar, which is one of my favorite words ever. It's basically a conglomerate of things that aren't food that can sit in your stomach. You can have obstructions. You can obviously get something stuck in your esophagus. The, the rocks can like form together and almost form back into concrete. Yes. yes. If you learned anything today. Real, no, this is no joke. From being here to hear a doctor, it's don't yeah. eat rocks. Don't eat rocks. But but I think the interesting part well, is. But what, what does it mean when people say you have rocks in your head? It means you're not that intelligent. It means mm. you're rock headed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can't eat them and get them in your head. That's not how it works. Oh, okay. Good. Even if you pray for it, Deacon. All right. You know. 
you can have adrenal insufficiency and crave salt. You can be go hypoglycemic and crave sugar. You can smoke too much marijuana and crave Cheetos. But the honest <laughs> truth is hunger and cravings are two different things. Hunger is not a craving. Hunger is a physiologic feeling that our bodies have. You know, hunger start with this hormone, ghrelin, right? So we haven't eaten, ghrelin? our sugar goes low, spell ghrelin. It, spell it. G-H-R-E-L-I-N. There's a silent H. Ghrelin. Hmm. Yeah, the All H right. is silent. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so ghrelin signals the hypothalamus in the brain. The hypothalamus is in the uh, kind of the center part. If I were pointing here and here, Hold kind on. of Can in I the take back this call here. real quick? Um, <laughs> It's a joke. Yes, it was a good one. Thank you. Um, and so at this point, it triggers what's called neuropeptide Y. And hunger doesn't actually have a flavor. Hunger is a feeling we have as opposed to cravings. Cravings are not necessarily a physiologic response because when people crave, they don't always go for the most nutritious thing. So I think the question comes to, why do people crave foods? You know? As a, I mean, because hunger is, not, is a natural response to our body feeling something. Craving, you're saying, is, is not a response, it's a feeling. Yes. It's, well, there's nothing physiological about the craving. Well, with hunger, oftentimes, you're not thinking about a specific food. Cravings are focused on a specific food. Okay. And so cravings can be due to boredom. They can be due to anxiety. They can be due to excitement. You can be excited and crave something. Um, and, and oftentimes, people that have poor eating habits, people that have poor sleep, often uh, crave more. And you know, are there treatments that you can recommend in those instances, or is it? Do you just say stop craving stuff? Well, that's kind of a quite a complex answer. So basically, fatty sugars, fatty foods, certain foods get released in your brain and can kind of release dopamine hit the opiate type pleasure senses in our brain that we have, right? We've actually done studies where we've looked at patients and done functional MRIs, where you ask them questions, you do things while they're hooked up to an MRI, and you can see what areas in their brain they respond to. Like what kind of things do they do while they're hooked up to this MRI? Well, so in this case, it was showing them foods that they're interested in. Okay. So there were different areas in the brain, the hippocampus, uh, which is, you know, helps with, uh, you know, our, our sensory memories, our insula and our caudate nucleus, which is related to, you know, the dopamine and the, the reward system that's in the brain. But basically, cravings are memories and times and things that we've done that we then remember, right? I know that when I was in medical school and I had, you know, I was learning about nutrition, but all I could afford was ramen noodles, Right? That McGillan's down the street had 20 cent wings. I realized that when I started dating my wife and I was in medical school and didn't have any money, um, that when I asked her if she wanted uh, seafood, she got shrimp flavored ramen. <laughs> right? So I know that like going and getting chicken wings reminds me of this time where after studying a long day, being with my buddies, we would relax and stop. And, and I think Taco Bell is gross. But for some reason, going there reminds me of like junior and senior year. And, and I don't know that it's actually like uh, the Doritos Locos Taco because it, it's, it's not that good. But the commercial came out. And I was like, I need to go there because there's this connection yeah, to yeah, me yeah. and my brain that needed a Doritos. So it's tied taco. into that. It's tied into those, those that sensory feeling of 
what you experienced back then. Oh right? yeah, I mean, yeah. there are almost some thoughts that there's connections genetically to uh, being in the womb. And if my mother had loved me enough to breastfeed me, I would have, I would have known because some of the foods that you get, actually you're, uh, you're exposed to. And so the cravings, they're about places. So now you're talking about predestination. That's, that's a Presbyterian thing. We don't, we don't even get into predestination, right? Like I was in the womb. I was made for Taco Bell. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. Yes. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, I've been a couple of times. Yeah. So it, it's basically... Cravings aren't about hunger, they're about life. And in life we have, we have wants and we have needs, right? And, and, and I think in the world we live in now, that's one of the things we miss, right? We think we need everything. We actually have, we actually have certain wants and, and cravings are needs that help us. <laughs> oh baby, you, you got what I need. Come on. But you, you say he just a friend, huh? You, you say, say he just said, oh, baby, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we do you it. You got what I need. So <laughs> the question is, got what I need or got what I want? And, and it's okay to know that sometimes. Well, it's interesting. They're allowed to have wants. But my question is. Okay, go ahead. Has the Bible, would it be mad at you if you craved special time with your wife? What does the Bible say? Have you ever gone to confession? No. For a craving. I'm Protestant. You don't go to confession? No. Oh. I do. I do. I actually do. I confess my sins. I actually I, think that if you became Catholic, the priest would have to retire. You'd be in there so much. <laughs> hey, uh, Father, uh, Deacon, I, I just, I don't know how much time I have. <laughs> right? They are not making priests fast enough. Well, that's like the Seinfeld like episode when Jerry went to the priest to complain because his friend was converting to Judaism. Jerry's so, Jewish, right? Yeah. But his friend was Catholic and he's converting to Judaism and he's the dentist, right? And, and, uh, and so he, Jerry goes to, to the priest and he says, you know, this guy's converting to Judaism and I think he's just doing it for the jokes, you know, because he, he made a Jewish joke and he said, well, I can say that now because I'm converting. And Jerry was like, what? You're converting for the joke. He's like, yes, I am. So anyway, um, it made me think of that. And then the, I mean, the whole reason we started this was so I can make fun of religion. Exactly. It's going pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we make it a TV show for me making fun of religion. I'll take it. That is a possibility. Okay. So, I, you know, in the Protestant faith, so uh, many faiths have different ways and they all talk about some sort of wrongdoing or sin and many ways to be cleansed of those sins. In the Old Testament, you know, as we talked about in our one episode. 30 you, religions based off the same book, all with different ideas. That's right. Because, I mean, think about it. You put a bunch of people in a room. And, I mean, even the resurrection of Jesus, even though it has so many people that saw it and witnessed it in the same way, there's a lot of things that, that people that might have experienced that, that described it differently. So it's why sometimes people um, who will say it maybe it didn't happen. But if we all went in and experienced something outside and they asked us all the story about what happened, we would all have different versions, different perspectives of what just happened. So, you know, it stands to reason that- That's why I that videotape arguments with my wife. <laughs> right, like- But, you know, the Bible, the Bible talks a lot about, uh, about what you're talking about, about those cravings. In fact, in the Old Testament, Paul talks. Well, I, I like the Old Testament better. You do. Like the the stories there are so aggressive. I love it. And well, in the New Testament, Paul talks a lot about the choices we make between what we want to do and what we know is right, and then what we end up doing anyway, even when we know 
it's not right. And it's always this battle of mind over matter, right? This, this will to succeed or this will to do something else, even when I know it's probably not the best thing for me. In, in the Old Testament, David, the psalmist, talks a ton about cravings and his, his battle he had. I mean, David, although he's called David, uh, God's man oftentimes, you know, he's, he becomes this king and maybe the greatest king, you know, in the Bible. But he has a lot of flaws. I mean, you know, David, uh, you know, sees this woman from across the way and wants to be with her. He craves Bathsheba so much. It, he goes and gets her and beds her. And then her husband, like, uh, is away at war. Wow. She gets pregnant. And so David's like, I got to figure out what I'm going to do here. So he brings her husband home from the war and says, come on home. David, go. whoa, 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 whoa. So he beds this woman. Yep. Not her so husband's well. at war. That's right. And he brings it you back? Brings it back and says, go sleep with your wife. I was just making sure I was paying attention. Yeah. He says, go sleep with your wife. Go, go enjoy the time with your wife. Well, the dude is so honorable. He says, well, I can't be with my wife while my comrades are off fighting. So he sleeps outside the door of his house and never goes in. So D David's people come back and they say, hey, man, your plan kind of blew up. Like you actually picked a really good guy and he slept outside instead of going to interview with his wife. So David says, fine, send him back to war and put him on the front line. <laughs> and he, he literally had Uriah killed. Yeah. So, wow. so David talks about, about these cravings and in his, as, as he's talking to God in the Psalms. About, At some point is David like, I, I think I messed up. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. He okay. goes off the rails a little bit <laughs> after this and realize like, yeah. there's a lot to that, but it's funny because the Bible has, I mean, that's just, that's a real story in the Bible. Yeah, um, yeah. we're going to keep David away from my wifey. But David, <laughs> David in the Psalms, he says, he says, he just, he's describing a wicked man. He says, you know, a wicked man. Pray, he boasts about the things he craves. And then he goes on to talk about, so earlier, you know, he's talking about how the Israelites on their escape from Egypt, you know, they're in slavery. They're literally in bondage and they're, they're, they start to, so Moses comes and he says, I'm going to get you out of this. And he takes them in the wilderness and he's, he's taken them into this promised land that they've been promised and they start to get hungry. And so they're so hungry. They say, we'd rather be back as slaves. And Moses is like, you were slaves. And they were like, yeah, but at least we got to eat. At least we got to eat the scraps as servants. He's like, you that's insane. So they start calling out. They want this manna. They're like craving manna, which is the bread that they need. And so what does God do? He provides the manna, but instead he's like, fine, you want manna? I'll give you manna. And he drops so much manna that they eat it. Until like cloudy with a chance of raining meatballs? Oh, man. He, they like eat until they're gorged, until they never want manna again. And so David is talking about that. And he says, you know, they crave this food and it ended up being their downfall, because many, even Moses, who led the Israelites out of captivity, never got into the promised land, mm. right? He never got to see this land that was promised. Never got so, to Taco Bell, never got a Doritos Loco Taco. Nothing. So the Bible talks a ton about cravings. In fact, um, one of the best stories about cravings is, uh, Paul references it, um, when he's talking to the Romans and he's talking about the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, he talks about how they literally craved themselves into extinction because they had such, and so when the Bible talks about craving, 
it doesn't normally talk about food. It's talking about this battle between like, every time it's talking about the desires of our flesh. I want versus, an Apple iPhone 12. I want a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, versus the desires of things that we know that are, are better or, or, or holy, right? And I mean, the good news is when Jesus came, he, he like set the whole like thing off and said, ah, there is no, there's no equilibrium. There is no justice. I am everything and you don't have to be anything because I gave you everything, right? So that's, that's probably a longer story. But Paul's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and this city was so rife with cravings and idolatry and like people who would just, they would just walk out in the street and just start sleeping with each other. They didn't care. It didn't matter. Animals, men, women, they This had is the sex. Bible again? Yes. They oh had sex with everything and This everyone. sounds like an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it kind of was. Oh my gosh. Right? So Abraham. You know so, what? If, if I ever become religious, I'm going to become Jewish because I know this is the Old Testament and that's what they believe and that's where all the good stuff happens. That's right. And there's only like 788 laws to keep. So okay. you'll be good. Okay. You will be good. But like, so, so Abraham, uh, God comes to Abraham and he says, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah are done. Like they're so, I, I'm going to destroy the city. And Abraham says, come on, there's got to be at least, uh, you know, a hundred good men. If you find a hundred good people in the city, will you save the city? And God says, how about, how about 10? I'll save it for 10. He even goes down. He says, if I find one, one good person, I'll save the cities. So these angels go out and they, and they start on their path to Sodom and Gomorrah and they run into Lot, who's like the gatekeeper. And Lot is, is kept, you know, chilling at the gate and these guys walk up and he starts talking to him. He says, hey, you know, they, they're going to go into town for the night. He says, why don't you stay with me? Let's come, come wash your hands. Come have a nice meal. You know, like, like hang with me. They go inside. No, no sooner do they go inside than like the people start surrounding his house. They're like, Lot, bring those two people out. Bring those two people out because we want to have sex with them. Why do you get to have them? We want them for us. And, and Lot's like, man, this is crazy that these people are going, you know, like that. And so uh, the, the angels end up, they start banging on the door so much. They're kicking at the door and they're almost going to get the, break their way in. And the angels strike the people with blindness so they can't even find the door. So they end up just they end up just walking around, not able to find the door. And the next morning, they wake up and the angels say, "Do you have anybody in this town that you care about?" You know, he says, "I got sons-in-laws, I got my wife, I got my daughters." And he says, "Fine, go go get them, and get them out of here because we're going to burn the whole thing to the ground." So he goes and gets everybody, and they start leaving. And he's like trying to get them out of there. And on the way, as they're leaving the city, his wife turns back. And just looks back to see what the devastation, and she turns into a pillar of salt, the Bible says. Like literally just turns into a pillar of salt because she looked back on this life and they're like, we're taking you to something better, but you had to look back on what you're missing out. And God says, fine, you know, you're a pillar of salt. Well, if somebody with adrenal insufficiency walked by, they would probably eat that salt. It would be great. <laughs> and then, so, you know, the craziest thing in this lot and his, they escape. He's now without his wife. The sons-in-laws don't make it. So now he's, they go to, they, they settle in this little town. And then his daughters say, there's nobody in this town. They end up going to the hillside and they, they settle there. There's nobody there. And his daughters say, hey, let's get him drunk and let's have sex with him and, and, and we'll have babies. And so they get him, the one daughter gets him drunk the one night, gets impregnated by him. The other daughter gets him drunk the other night, gets impregnated by him. And they each have kids, Moab, 
and, and Judah, who end up becoming like these important tribes of Israel. I know. Lisa's looking at me like, this is the craziest story I've ever heard. And it's so, but it's true. It's in the Bible. And there's some, if you've never read the Bible, you'll see some of the stuff. But the, what they talk about, about cravings, about like going, and we're in a society now. Well, I went to Catholic schools. They never told me that story we went from fourth to sixth grade. <laughs> we learned the Beatitudes. <laughs> well, the Beatitudes are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But well, I mean, we live in a society now where there's such a focus on instant gratification. I mean, I've been on Instagram 14 times since we've been here, right? And, and it's hard to, to make a differentiation between like, what am, I, what am I craving? Like right now, this chocolate's fantastic, right? And I know that I want it. And it's for this immediate pleasure that I'm gonna forget instantly and then want again. And I will crave it, even though I know it's doing nothing for my waistline that I actually want. Like it does not support, if you ask me and you said, Peter, what are your ultimate goals, Deacon? What are your ultimate goals for your health and fitness? I would say, oh man, I wanna eat healthy. I wanna do all of these things. I would describe what I actually feel but then sometimes my actions don't actually support that. I think that's one of the things that we find with cravings yeah. is that they can overwhelm our sense of, of either morality or right and wrong or even just what we know is good for us. Eat the chocolate. Eat the chocolate. So I think chocolate is actually interesting because chocolate sometimes has magnesium. And the most famous craving that we discuss is the pregnancy cravings. I mean, right? Perimenstrual cravings pregnancy cravings. And uh, the, the question is why? So there are some thoughts. Maybe it's a cyclical hormone fluctuations, but a postmenopausal women uh, uh, crave things. So probably not the answer. Nutritional deficiencies. Maybe you're low on magnesium, but pregnant women mostly need uh, B vitamins and they need folic acid, but uh, rarely do you see a pregnant woman go, Get me some kale now. Make me that kale salad. My wife never is like, can you make that kale salad stat? When you're a doctor, you say everything stat. I like, like my, my four-year-old's like, daddy, can you change my butt? Stat. <laughs> also, there are some thoughts that there's some active ingredients in some of these foods that maybe treat some of the symptoms that women have. They're when they're pregnant? Or premenstrual, yeah, okay. or perimenstrual. So oftentimes the cravings uh, for women menstruating are the four days prior to the menstruation and the four days afterwards. And um, there are thoughts that methylxanthines are found in chocolate. And that is maybe one of the reasons that um, people crave chocolate. Um, it's interesting though, because- I'm gonna have to get a lot of chocolate. I have three daughters. Yes. I guess I'm, my house is gonna be full of chocolate. So if Doc Lee Degenerate becomes famous, one of the only shows I'm gonna go on right away is gonna be Family Feud. So are you ready to play the feud? Oh yeah. I'm gonna put five feud. answers up on the board. All right, let's go. They are going to be the five, top five. Where's Steve Harvey? <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Steve Harvey is everywhere. Uh, Nick Cannon is everywhere. Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan is, oh, is everywhere. Gosh. And uh, uh, the guy who does... Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. I mean, he's got like nine jobs. He's almost got as many jobs as you. <laughs> right? So true, he's going to be on true. QVC. I'll be on Deacon. QVC. That's right. He's going yeah. to be selling the New Testament. <laughs> so top five answers on the board. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How many people did you ask? Did you ask I'm, I'm asking you. Did you ask 100 Christians, 100 Protestants? What, what did you ask? You know? <laughs> like they always say, we asked 100 married women. They make it a pretty specific question if you've never watched The Feud, Doc. Uh, you are right. You okay. are right. Because um... married women are going to have a different answer than, you know, postmenopausal, uh, post-divorce. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? I actually think post-divorce is better than pre-divorce. When you can tell you're getting divorced, that's uh, yeah. probably when the cravings yeah, are bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. What are the, I'm asking you questions? No, no. I don't even have a list. <laughs> I'm just, the top five foods that pregnant women crave. Okay, pickles. Ding, 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 pickles. No. Uh, ice cream. Yes, ding, ding, ding. All right. Ice cream is actually, uh, with sweets is number one. I, with ice cream and sweets are tied for yeah, number one? Yeah, sweets including ice cream and sweets, yes. Okay. Uh, top five foods, top five foods, top five foods. Uh, chocolate. That's, that's, just, all, that's also that. sweet. That's number one. Uh, actually, uh, chocolate is by far number one. Uh, chocolate is most. number one. Yes. Okay. I can't you, you basically you said number one three different times. <laughs> you basically said sweets. And you said no to pickles? I said no to pickles. Are yes. you sure? I, I'm sure. Pickles are one of the most famous ones because they're a little bit different, but I don't actually think that. Uh, all right. Uh, what about soft cheeses? Yeah, number five. They crave them, yeah, but they're not supposed to have them, right? They are. They are not supposed to have them. Yeah. What uh, about fish? No. No. <laughs> fish is not on there. Number four, fruit. Number three, animal protein. And number two, carbohydrates. So fish is on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, chocolate's famous because, you know, it's got the smell. It melts in your mouth. You know. No, no, not the fish. Animal protein. Yes. Animal protein. But the tricky part is it's likely psychological. It's likely a permissive, it is in a time where it's allowable, understandable to crave things and be allowed to crave things. Mm, we I'm actually gonna, have not found a physiologic reason. And this actually, look, including the, way, the numbers. I'm gonna duck right now. Yep, yep, I realize. People, yeah. This is where I say, when you ask me where it came from, it actually came from the Journal, the journal of Frontiers in Psychology. And actually the name of the, uh, the, name of the article is Pickles and Ice Cream, Food Cravings and Pregnancies, Hypotheses, Preliminary Evidence and Directions for future research. Ooh, Hot Pockets sounded like Hot Pockets. I bet Hot Pockets should be on that list. <laughs> Nikki, Hot Pockets? Hot Pockets. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, it's interesting because some of the thoughts are smells change, sensory things change uh, when women are pregnant, but it can go uh, good and bad. And um, after pregnancy, my wife can't eat sushi. I'm now never like basically allowed to eat sushi again. We used to go for sushi all the time and now it's yeah. gone. Not it even, got released. Not even California rolls? Well... I mean, it's not I mean, worth it. Not, it's just yeah, not, it's worth not worth it. it. So I have a few more uh, Mary FKs for you. You ready? Another one. This is related to pregnancy? Yes. Okay. Because this is where I was going to talk about Mary and like the holy pregnancy. So we'll just go, we'll go to Mary F. Kill instead. <laughs> Pizza, wings, and chips. Oh, um, boy. I, can I have a menage? <laughs> Pizza, wings, and chips. Okay. I, I think this is pretty easy. I'd kill the chips because I don't really need chips. Uh, I want wings all the time. So I would marry the wings and then I would have uh, appropriate coitus with the pizza. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, you know, cravings are going to happen, right? And, and I think the issue is you can't push them off totally, but you need to be appropriate with your cravings. You know, don't eat a full chocolate bar. Have a Hershey's kiss. It's right. It Realize down, comes down to that wants and needs again, right? It comes down yeah. to that wants and needs. If you are bored and you are sitting around, get active, do something, exercise, make sure you're getting enough sleep. When you're sitting around on the couch forever, you're like, oh, I should check and see what's, you know, in the cabinet, right? Um, I picture married with children when Peggy was eating bonbons, watching TV all day while he was selling shoes. I want to sit in on your next consultation with a pregnant woman. I can't wait to see what she does to you. 
<laughs> it's just like amazing. <laughs> oh, baby, you. Come on. You got, you got what, what I need. need. And you, you say he's just a friend. friend. You say he's just a friend. Oh, Ooh, baby. Oh. Ooh, baby. Oh. Wow. That's why we have a rapper. This is why I do most of the singing. Yeah, sure. yeah. But <laughs> so there are some weight loss medications that have been shown to help. There is some medicine for binge eating disorder. There is, if you are eating a rocks or you are eating dirt, you probably need a psychologist. There is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. Um, when you are doing the dishes, if you take half of the dish detergent and put it in your mouth and put the other half in the dishwasher, please call your doctor. Right? And so, if you have cravings, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I think that there's ways we can learn to control them. I think there are ways for us to enjoy our cravings. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, the deacon thinks that um, somehow, if you avoid enough of your crazy, cravings, maybe you can go to, uh, maybe you can go to heaven. Uh, that and you believe in Jesus. Like that'll get you in heaven. Just like, just like a dollar will get you a cup of coffee on dollar a day at Wawa. You need the, you need the dollar first. Okay. Right. So you need the Jesus part before all the other stuff. So you could push away every craving and do the right things. But if you're not a believer, no heaven for you. Yeah. Oh, cause, and mm. you know, the good news about mm, that is tough. Yeah. But the good news is it's because the Bible says it's so that no man can boast about their works because anybody can work really hard at being good. Not everybody can accomplish it, but that was the whole point. That in the Old Testament, people would bring sacrifices and, you know, it would dependent upon uh, the things that you had that made this, that opened up this pathway between people and God. And God said, well, that's kind of a broken system because I am a God and I made you and I really want to spend time with you. I really want to connect with you as a person. You're my, cre you're my creation, right? It's like when you, you know, make something uh, like the first clay pot you ever made your wife. Did you ever do that? Uh, no, but on my strange addiction, a lady ate clay pottery. <laughs> and it's like she down on it. I was like, oh. oh. But then God said, look, there's a better way. I'm going to give you my son. And we only had one. He was, he was like, I have one son. I'm going to give him to you so you can have. I, that's how important this pathway Ooh, from you China, to me is. China would have loved him, the one child policy. That's right. Yeah. So anyway. Um, you know, I think cravings are important and, and we always think about the battle between what's good for us now and what do I really want? And I think when you really, it's hard to break it down in that moment sometimes because cravings can be so overwhelming to think. And I run into it most of the time with me, it's food. Yeah. Right. It's, I want this long term, but man, that chocolate looks good. Or, you know, that beer. Um, those are probably my two biggest downfalls are chocolate and beer. <laughs> Next time you reach for one, I just want you to picture me singing, ooh, baby, you, you oh, got yeah. what I need. But I do I really want this? Do I need this? Do I want this? Do I need this? But uh, Peter says something. Um, Not Deacon Peter? Coincidentally. Like Peter, one of the guys who got invited to the big dinner before uh, Jesus is That's in. right. He denied him okay. three times and he still, you yeah. know, he still made the whole deal. Still made it work. In fact, and God changed his name to Peter before any of that ever happened. He said, hey, you're the rock. I'm going to build my church on you. So, you know, and he did that. Uh, but Somebody Peter, ate rock on that show too. <laughs> Peter says, dear friends, I urge you to abstain from sinful cravings, which wage war against your soul. So, I mean, when you think about that, 
it is. It's like this war between what we want, what we need, what's good for us. Desire. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in, the deacon speaks. Uh, we would like to thank you, say thank you so much to Drexel uh, Alumni Association for having us. Nikki, thank you so much, everybody. Give it up for Nikki. I tell you, we were blown away by the hospitality, the setting. Uh, thank you to all of you who showed up. We had no idea uh, a year and a half ago when, when we uh, sat in a bar one night after basketball and we were telling some funny stories about you know, medical practice and, and religion and how people come to us both in different ways, right? You go to your doctor and you, and you try to fix yourself up to go there. They actually have to pay to talk to me. That's true. <laughs> or you go to your faith community and you try to be the best version of you. So nobody knows and sees all your flaws. And we were talking about that and we told a few jokes and somebody said, you guys should turn this into a show. And so uh, we went home and he bought a $25 microphone that we still use to record our podcasts on. So um, to be here with all of you is really cool. So thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Give yourselves. And, uh, we're always produced a guy who keeps us employed and make sure that we don't get arrested. Tucker, uh, Tucker Butler, who keeps us, uh, he edits all of our stuff and makes sure it's good. And our rapper franchise who always provides the music. He's going to hit you with something in just a minute, but we would be remiss if we didn't say thank you to the most important people. Uh, Chris's brother, Brian. <laughs> and our lovely wives. Our lovely wives. Stand up, wifeys. Come on, just one time. Show the people. Show the people. That my wife is actually standing up. She was. We we make fun of them a lot in episodes, and they've been pretty good about it. And uh, you know, they sometimes get messages about things we said about them before they've heard it. So I, uh, we do appreciate they're putting up with us. Yeah, and they put up with us spending a lot of time because. Um, we, we love it, and so we do spend a lot of time on this. So Franchise is going to hit you guys with his outro. If you've never listened to us, you can stream us from Apple, uh, iTunes Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can find us on Instagram, at Doc and the Deacon, on Facebook, Doc and the Deacon, on Twitter, at Doc Deacon. So we have a lot of outlets. We're always trying to create content, come up with videos, and, and fun ways. You know, we have always said that um, there's always room for faith, science, and ice-cold beers. That's kind of our slogan, and um, and we talk about being the you know steth having stethoscopes and hope. So uh, we appreciate you guys coming out, and I hope you'll check us out. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like Geraldus Chapman.